Yo, 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 can you hear me? Yo, 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 yo. You hear me can you me? hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you too. Yeah, yeah. What how up? about how about Charlie Smarts? Is he has he logged on yet? I'm looking for him right now. Nah. Can you send him that updated link that you just yeah, sent me? Yeah, I definitely can. Definitely. How you doing, man? You good? What's up, dude? Good. Just on just on my lunch break, you know. Oh word. All right. How's it I'm going? Send this. I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Just trying to get this popped off. Yeah. I appreciate the uh, you guys coming on. No problem, man. All right. I just sent him the link. And I told him I got you in there. Um, Tell him that he can't click the link from Instagram, that he has to paste it into his Safari browser. Okay. Paste it into Because that's browser. like, it wasn't working for me when I was clicking the link. Um, it only worked when I pasted the link into my Safari browser. Gotcha. Okay. All right, I just sent that to him. Uh, and while I got can I just say, like, yo, that this is a dope project, man. Appreciate it, man. Seriously, um, dope project. Don't, thank you so much. Um, we, uh, have been working on it um, on and off for a while and um, took a lot of twists and turns as far as like from what it, it started out, where we wanted it to be to where it ended up being. And, um, you know, we, we made a, a lot of albums, but I had just always wanted to make one that sounded like that. So I was just hyped that we was able to uh, to put it together and you know we weren't sure you know it's a little different than what people are doing nowadays so i wasn't sure how people were going to receive it but everyone seems to really love it so that just makes me feel really good you know you know you bring up a really interesting point uh and it's it's a, it's a great point because it's true the landscape for hip-hop right now i mean you just have to you know stand on the side and just take a look and you can see it right so then when something like this comes out first of all it's not like the sound ever went out of style, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? The sound yep. is always sound is always bonafide. So when you hear something like Charlie Tape, that bonafide sound that you know is bonafide, it's it's it cuts through all the type of material that you're referring to, but still kind of settles itself into its place saying yeah yeah we're we're this is all hip-hop right here there's us there's them there's this but this is all hip-hop mm -hmm, totally um yo lex what up can you hear us oh is he oh. there yeah man oh, like um yeah, there he is all right let's get him there here. he is he's there hey hey what's up bro what up though chilling man chilling man thanks for rocking with the tape you know what i'm saying like that was I heard y'all talking a little bit and we definitely wanted to, we, we used a lot of signature sound and like we're from North Carolina, man. So we have a, our reputation where we're from to uphold and we take that very seriously with this hip hop thing. So, you know, anybody that's came before us can listen to this and love it. And anybody that's coming after us can hear it and love it too. We're trying to help bridge the gap. No doubt, no doubt. All right, now that we got both of you in the lounge space, we'll do the official, we'll just do an official introduction right now and I'll let you two introduce yourselves. 
Yo, Charlie Smarts, MC, Cooley High, coming out of Greensboro by way of Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? Coming out of Greensboro, but I live in Brooklyn now and uh, checking with you live from New York City. You know what I mean? Shout out to the pod and everybody who rocks with us. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, this is your boy DJ Ill Digits, uh, two, uh, one fifth of Cooley High, NC Hip Hop, um, residing up here in Harlem, NYC. Me and Charlie are the two members of Cooley High that live up here in New York City. So that's why we made this project. We just wanted something that was just for us as the two members of New York, uh, of Cooley High that live in New York, just so we had something that we could, like, you know, do shows around the city and we can just always something that we could always like link up and work on. And, uh, that was kind of, you know, why we did it. Yeah, no doubt. Charlie, before you popped in, I was just giving L digits y'all propers. Okay. Because this, it seriously is a dope project. Oh man. Thank you so much, man. We really took our time with it. We didn't want it. You know, some rappers will be like, yo man, I made this shit in a week. And then I'll listen to it and I'll be like, oh, yeah, it sound like you made this shit in the week, you know. So we didn't want to do anything that's here today, going tomorrow. We want to do something to where it can stand the test of time. And so we put the time and effort into making it, you know, dense, but an easy listen at the same time, you know. And uh, I think the flow is good and the reception has been nice. We just got to keep pushing to get more people to hear it. That's really the the task at hand is we know we got something good, but people got to hear it to know. Straight up, straight up. Now, before we get right into the Charlie tape, I just want to start a little bit at the beginning. And I'd like for both of you to let us know how you were first introduced to hip hop culture. Hey, Digits, I'm gonna have to leave in three minutes, but I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna answer as much as I can before I leave, all right, bro? All right. I, I was introduced from hip hop at a very young age. I don't really no life without hip hop. I was born in the 80s. So it wasn't like, oh, this new thing happened. And oh, now there's hip. I was never without hip hop because I was in the hood. You know what I'm saying? Like we grew up in the projects. So hip hop was it was just music. It wasn't like, oh, this there's this new thing that's just no, it was just the music that my cousins was listening to that EPMD posters on their walls was the music that was on the radio station we used to listen to. We used to do freestyles at the lunch tables. We used to take cassettes and record the radio and then freestyle over it later. So it wasn't, I don't know if, like it was just, I just remember being super duper young and liking, you know, like KRS-One, I heard they had good beats to it. So it was just like, the way I was introduced to it was just like listening to the radio. My mom was a musician. And she liked, you know, prints and stuff like that. And that was cool. But I just heard other beats on the radio. I was like, oh, this is cool, too. I like this. So I don't I don't know if there was an exact moment. I don't remember a time really before hip hop. I feel like I don't know. Do you, do you think you would have found your way in front of a mic had you not grown up around music? No. Nah. No, I don't think so. Okay. I would probably like just been an admirer of music, but to have the feeling that, oh, I can get in front of a crowd of people and do my thing. I think I had to be around people doing it to have the confidence to think that I could do it too. Like I, I would go to like my mom's practices. I would go to my mom's shows. I was in church singing in the choir. So 
being a performer was something that was built into my mom's kids. I would have never thought of just rapping in front of people. I was going to be a scientist. I went to college for science. So I was just going to do that, bro. There you go. Yeah. Yo, did you, did you grow up around music? Um, I would say uh, what really got me into hip hop was like skateboard culture. Um, yeah, just from like watching skate videos and, um, you know, there's there two types of skaters in the 90s. You know, it was like punk rock skaters and then yep. it was hip hop skaters. So yep. I definitely got into like the skating, the hip hop style of it. And then that was when I introduced. Oh, looks to- like he's got a breakout. Uh, yo, Charlie Smarts, thank you for joining us. Yeah, sorry about that. We'll yo, to, but, oh, it's um, all good, man. So this is, is this, is this Canada? Yes. Are you, can it, are you, okay, so we, we, I think he thought it was 1 p.m. Eastern time and it was actually 1 p.m. Central. So yeah. our apologies for the, for I the uh, miscommunication, but I can, I can keep rocking out if that's cool. Oh, with you. Yeah, full show, definitely. All right, cool. So yeah. So um, continue skateboard culture uh mostly like the you know shorties the, the first short shorties skateboard video fulfill the dream yeah uh it was my first time hearing beat nuts first time hearing big pun first time hearing grave diggers first time hearing the licks first time hearing um gangstar um so yeah like you know that that video was the first time i heard gangstar above the clouds and you know that's one of my all-time favorite hip-hop joints so through skateboarding is how I got into hip hop, and then um, DJing uh, followed pretty soon after that. By by sophomore year of high school, I was already DJing and scratching and all of that stuff. Now, one thing I wanted to ask you: when when we're, I mean, for most of us, when we were introduced to the culture, we were introduced to one form of the culture, not necessarily all at the same time, but it's usually one one aspect of the culture that, that we've been introduced to. We're, you were introduced to uh, rap first, essentially, just through skating and what have you. But you were drawn to the art of DJing. What Definitely. I think just like my personality, um, you know, wanting to play cool and uh, maybe not necessarily have to be the, the star of the show, but being able to, to play the background, but still be like a super important part of the puzzle. And uh, I just love scratching and turntablism. Early on when I started DJing, it was all about, you know, for me, turntablism and beat juggling and scratching and battling yes, and yes. all of that was like, you know, at first that was the most important part um, of DJing for me. And then, um, you know, started DJing parties and, and then that became, uh, you know, a true, true passion DJing parties. And, um, you know, through going to shows and stuff, that's, you know, how I just, fell in love with like being a part of the people that were making the music and then wanting to be, to play a role in the creation of the music. And that all of that happened in high school. Um, You know, some of the first local hip hop shows that I went to were some of the very first little brother shows. Okay. Okay. 
So I really um, was there to witness the very, very beginning of Little Brother and the Justice League and Ninth Wonder and all of that. Like I was at some of their very first shows. You know, they were 10 years older than me, so they're already in college and stuff. And But I'm like, you know, 10th grader. Right. And um, that was my first experience was like, how lucky am I that, you know, my first experience of going to right. a local hip hop show was Ninth Wonder DJing and Fonte rapping. And so that was that was the blueprint, you know. And so that got so even by the time I was heading into college, I already knew that I wanted to like do college radio and that was when college is when, you know, I met Charlie Smarts and the rest of Cool High. Was there a particular person that was the gateway to turntablism and DJing for you? Like was there you know, like a homie or like someone around the way, or did you just dive in saying, okay, I'm going to figure this out on my own? Um, the, I'll say the gateway was really one particular album. It was, um, the executioner's first album expressions. That was really the blueprint. Um, that was the album that I like. Yeah. That was the album that like strongly influenced, influenced my like my what I think scratching should sound like and and all of that and so I grew up a huge executioner fan um there was um there was a local record store 44 records in Raleigh and the guys that worked there uh DJ Merlin rest in peace um you know those were the guys who kind of I looked up to and then um you know, once I just started DJing parties, there was just, you know, several other DJ homies who were like, like I said, like 10 years older than me, who I started to look up to, DJ Paradigm, DJ Flash from Little Brother, DJ MC. These were the type of cats who, you know, they would let me come and hang out a little bit at their cribs and come to their parties and stuff. So, you know, and by that time, YouTube was around. So, you know, we're already, we're able to kind of like, surf around a little bit and find out but mostly it was listening to the turntablist albums the albums that like the the second dilated people's album listening to those albums and then trying to recreate that was mostly how i learned like kind of from experience like that it was a cool time man because there were opportunities for turntablists to actually put out records I mean, Mike put one out, Kibra put one out, the Allies put one out. Like, literally, there's a a good number of dope turntablists that were putting out original product. It was, it was, it was a magical time. (laughs) I mean, people, people forget that, like, you know, the Executioners put out a single with Linkin Park that was on TRL. Yep. And this is like a turntablist group had a song on TRL. So yes. early 2000s was definitely a crazy time for DJing and turntablism. So yeah, Rest always power, rock radio, love it. Of course. Yep, yep. No, that's, I, I, I think that it's, it's important that you are you're talking about these things because when you look at the scene now, and as you know, the turntablist scene sometimes feels a little separate from the hip hop scene. But that's, I mean, <laughs> there are bridges, but there's also not. So, I mean, it is what it is. 
but it, it, it's great when when people in the in the greater hip hop scene, if you want to call it, are able to recognize that the the turntable scene is very much a part of the same scene. Yeah, and um, you know, you're right. Like a lot of these scenes are are separate, and um, yeah, man. Sometimes that like, you know, as, as somebody who comes from an era where you know every every hip-hop record had dope beats and rhymes and turntablism and uh, you know you'll see like all the guys who make beats they all hang out and make you and make you know instagram videos and they make beat albums yeah and then when i hear the beat albums you know i'm like yo these beats need rappers on them like i want to hear people rapping on these beats but then the beat makers, you know, they don't necessarily know where the dope MCs are. And then like the turntablists are, you know, making party rock um, session like reels and doing like, you know, um, Red Bull three style stuff. And then, you know, but then they're not trying to make albums. So definitely I agree. It's you know, everyone needs to kind of come together so we can make some dope full, you know, I'm, I'm still a fan of the full album, you know, like I, oh, that's yeah. how I listen to my music is albums, you know? So I'm always a fan of when the different elements can come together. So yeah, I agree. I feel you, I feel you completely. Yo, how did, how did Cooley High come together? We met at NC State. So like, yeah, like I said, you know, I came into college already knowing that I wanted to be on NC State's radio station 88.1. And by the end of my first semester, I was already training to be on the radio there. And that's where I met Charlie Smarts. And we started a hip hop group on campus. And at, you know, at one point we had about 20 or 30 people that were part of this group and we would throw battles and parties and all of that stuff. And everyone was just doing it for fun. But then we noticed that there was a nucleus within that group of 30 people, there was a nucleus of people that were really serious about it. And that was, you know, myself, Tab One, Charlie Smarts, Rhapsody, and then the producers, Foolery, and Synopsis. And so um, by the time that we all kind of graduated, we already knew that we wanted to keep making music together. And, and we had already started hanging out with Ninth Wonder at that point. And um, he kind of gave us some guidance and stuff like that. So. After we all were done with school, we, we decided to start making music and a lot, some of our first music came out right after that. That's a, that's a great mentor to have. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, I just so fortunate, you know, um, that that was who was, you know, in my local scene, like Ninth Wonder was my local scene, which is, you know, just very fortunate. Um, you know, that's once, needle in a haystack, you know, kind of vibe to have someone like that, like, you know, as a local person. So he definitely showed love for us. And like, um, then him and Rhapsody started working together. And obviously we know what happened with that. She became a superstar. So big ups to Ninth Wonder and also yeah. little brother like Fonte and the whole Justice League, man. They really oh, yeah. showed us mad love. And to this day, we still are homies with everybody. Um, from the Justice League and Ninth and Little Brother, so and you know, 
to me, Ninth is one of the greatest producers of all time. Um, just, you know, his work transcends just being a producer. His ability to, you know, stay relevant throughout all these years and also teach and give back and be passionate about other things and bridge bridge other elements of, of lifestyle into hip hop and just still be so passionate about this stuff is just, he to me is one of the goats for sure. No doubt, no doubt. I've got a question for you. I remember when when I first heard New York rap, like back in the 80s, I first, first heard New York rap. The one thing that was very obvious was that a lot of the joints I was listening to were almost transporting me to New York. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, 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 there was a lot of visual provided, and mm -hmm. your imagination just kind of took over. There's a sound in North Carolina. It's very pronounced. It's very obvious, and it's so distinct. Mm -hmm. What is that sound? I mean, to me, it's all based around like ninth, the ninth wonder, the traditional ninth wonder, soulful, chopped, boom bap sound, you know, like that is the beginning of it all. You know, everything is based around that style of beat. And then um, just lyrically, it's, you know, just a working man's kind of song, you know, like songs that deal with regular people and their lives and just, you know, just the, the North Carolina experience, which is, you know, it's not the middle air, but it's not the big city, but, you know, we're still dealing with things and it's just a very honest song style. And I think J Cole actually has some of that similar, just simple everyday yep everyday guy lyric lyricism and but it's definitely founded in that soulful boom bap but then also being lyrically clever still using metaphors and then just like really flowing over the beat in homage to like the golden era style so i would say it's just a it's just like uh and it's also still early 2000s it's very raucous it's very raucous records yes, it's yes. very you know, all of the great early 2000s solo uh, indie hip hop records is, you know, that's the that's the NC sound, I would say. I think one important contribution that, that y'all bring is when it comes to hip hop in general and and when it comes to Gen X and hip hop, maybe older millennial and hip hop, you sometimes get this feeling that they're, you know, they think that hip hop has fallen off. It's like, nah, it ain't as good as, as when I was, you know, at the clubs bumping to it. It's like, actually, nah, y'all just being marketed the wrong shit. Because actually, the sound that y'all always loved, yeah, it's actually still there. It's just that there's no money to market that shit to you on different platforms and different, you know, avenues. And the only reason why you think hip hop is what it is is because that's all that you see but for yep. a lot of for a lot of gen x hip-hop heads that that say hip-hop fell off they just don't realize that nah it's just it's just what's well, marketed yeah. to them and plus like these will be the same people that'll be you know like oh i don't go on band camp nah like i'm not going on band camp it's just like yo like there's 
amazing, so much amazing hip hop being made that's on Bandcamp. And like, you not being open to even exploring Bandcamp, like, what does that say about you? It says that you have kind of closed yourself off. Yeah, even though like Bandcamp is like a new, yeah, it's like a new, it's a new platform, but there's still the stuff that you're looking for is on there. But you have to take the time to dig, you know? And then YouTube as well, like, just like, I know it's not how you remember going to the store and buying a CD or looking at, you know, um, double XL or whatever, you know, but it's all this stuff is out there. Like there's a yeah. million beat, there's a million so producers much. right now releasing beat tapes that sound just like their, like their version of a Ninth Wonder beat, their version exactly. of a Jay Dilla beat. So it's all exactly. out there. You just got to go find it. it. It's, it's, I mean, uh, apart from the fact that I just dig your shit, one reason why I have artists like yourselves on is honestly for those Gen X hip hop heads that say, well, I don't listen to hip hop anymore because it's fallen off because a good chunk of our demographic on this platform is Gen X. So, so I try as much as possible to let these folks know like, hey, it's actually not what you think. All the, all the type of sounds that you've always dug, yeah, it's, it's all there and it's all new. Plus, like, um, just like the younger generation, they they have a much more eclectic um, palette that they listen yep. to. So, like, they will be down for some Baby Keem or some Travis Scott, but then they'll also turn around and be down for some Tribe and some Daylight. You know, exactly. it's like it's kind of like the streaming thing. Like, um, you know, like a young person can go on Netflix and watch. A uh, season of Seinfeld, and then turn around and watch a season of Stranger Things. So to yeah. them, everything is available. So they uh, they like everything as long as it's good. So there's gonna be some young people that are gonna be like, you know, I like Baby Keem, but I like Little Brother more, and so I want to make exactly. Little Brother sounding music. So there's always, always gonna be people that are gonna make dope hip hop. Facts. Speaking of dope hip hop, Charlie Tape. My first question is, was this all recorded in one session? No, um, it was, uh, some of it was a few songs that we had in the batch. Okay. And then, uh, so originally this was gonna be a, a kind of like a remix project. Like we had some original songs, but then Charlie had some remixes where he was rapping over other people's beats and um, you know, I wanted to mix it together like a mixtape. But um, as we started working on it and different just things that things that we were trying to get, like it all just started falling into place. Like we wanted a, a Peter Rosenberg drop and I knew him and I, I asked him for it. And by the grace of God, he got back to me like unexpectedly or we wanted these ninth beats that we had had in the stash and we made those. He was he was down to let us use those or everything just kind of started falling into place for this project. So then we started to decide like, yo, like making this a remix thing is not going to do it justice. Let's make it a full, full on original album of all original music. 
So then we had to go back and re-record some of the tracks that were remixes. Like we went and found, we got like original beats and then we re-recorded some of those so that they could be like full, full on original title or original tracks. And then um, I got it and I just kind of mixed it all together and added all those, all those skits and all of that is from me digging late at night during the pandemic on YouTube and the internet. And I just really like went crazy there for a little bit and was just digging deep in the bowels of the internet for just random audio, all these random audio sound clips. And then I just kind of just started piecing it all together. And it just kind of like, it took a long time to piece it all together. But um, once it was exactly how we wanted it, we knew uh, it was kind of, uh, we thought it was special, but like I was telling you, it was different, you know? And we, you know, we thought it was special, but we were hoping that everyone else would think that it was too. So, yeah. Well, I don't think you have to worry about that, man, because it's, <laughs> whew, it's, it's nothing like being able to listen to, first of all, an album, as you alluded to earlier, being able to listen to an album front to back. That's kind of the, you know, that's kind of what you look for, right? Like there's going to be moments where, yeah, you just want to listen to a single, but you know, more time you want that front to back listening. Yes. Jeez, you guys pull this off in spades. <laughs> Respect. Yo, thank you, man. Um, that's what everyone has been saying that they like. They don't mind playing it over and over again. So that 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 felt good. That like, especially in today's you know consumption of stuff, people wanting to like play it again and again. That that means so much to us. And um, Yo, we really cool. like search for these beats. Like you know like. The, the beats are the, the, the first is how we start, you know, like the beat has got to be crack. And, um, you know, like these are some of these, some of these were songs that we had and, you know, we used for other, we wanted to be on other projects and just like working with other groups of people. And um, not everyone might've liked uh, some of the songs or thought that the songs fit, but like when it was came time for us to make this, like, like, for example, like, Honey, Check It Out. Like, I knew, the first time I heard that song, I knew that that beat was crack. And I knew that that song needed to be on an album from Cooley High or one of our albums. Uh, Leaders of the New School, you know, that had been in, that had been in our stash for a while. And I knew that that was an amazing beat. Uh, the last track, Foolishness, I knew that that was an amazing beat. And so when it, when it was just me and Charlie working on this together, like we were able to just really pick the beats that we loved the most. So it felt good that like people are like, yo, oh, I love that Foolishness beat or, you know, this or that. Right about now, could we just show some love to Ms. Joya Gilliam and her pendulum vibe. For what not? Joya oh, Gilliam? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's the fan? That's got to be Lex, man. His, his, his own reference, um, man. <laughs> that's, that's Nolan. That was Nolan, right? Yeah. I think that was Nolan on Relativity. Yeah, he, he killed that verse. That was another one where, like, um, you know, Nolan happened to be in town and he was down to jump on that track. And that was another one. It's like, well, okay, we got Nolan on the song. Like, 
I don't want this to be a remix album anymore. Like yeah, Nolan is I'm on the track. Like, I'm glad. Sky Zoo, Sky Zoo, we got Sky Zoo. Like I don't want this to be a remix tape anymore. I want this to be an album. And um, all the homies really came through. And these are all the people on the album are, are our friends. You know, we usually try to work with our friends, and we don't often try to shoot our shot with like people that we don't really know too often. It's always people that we rock with. Um, for the most part yeah well yo man i think i think that both of you can rest easy and look in the mirror and know that you put together a dope album i'm glad that it wasn't you didn't keep it as a remix project because this is obviously what was meant to come out yeah i think so um to me sound bombing volume two uh i always wanted to just make a project that like, you know, I'm just such a big fan of Mad Lib and how everything yeah. is just like all the stuff between the tracks is like, you know, nowadays it's like 10 songs, no skits, no interludes, 10 songs, put it out, do it again. And we just were like, fuck that, man. Like, let's make this super dense, yeah. crazy, trippy ride. So, oh yeah. Um, yeah, man, I'm just glad everyone liked it because I had always wanted to put together something like this. Um, uh, who knows if we'll ever do it I mean we're going to make another Charlie tape definitely we're going to make another one um, but this one just everything came out very special so are there any definitely um, yeah just so are happy there any yeah. particular focus tracks that people should be paying attention to um, well the, the three singles that we put out were the ones right. that we really liked um, yeah we we knew that we we wanted the beat on haters anonymous like we knew that we wanted that to be the first thing that the first sound that people heard we wanted we knew it was like that's got to be the first beat that people hear um the the beat for mezzanine um you know I, we had actually had that beat uh that beat was stashed away and like ninth had had that i don't even know how we had that beat but we you know i, I had that met the beat for mezzanine on my computer for 10 years Oh, wow and um that's possible though right the files can sit there for a minute <laughs> yeah like because you know because like, you know we just know him very well and like you know sometimes his leaky beat vault you know you might uh take a couple <laughs> of the beats home because you want to hear them and you know that beat had been in my laptop for like 10 years and that was always just one of my favorite ninth beats and charlie rapped on it and the fact that ninth was using it um on the album just meant the world to us man because um having that having that ninth beat on this album was a dream come true uh but yeah as far as like after the album came out the feedback that we've been getting people love foolishness people love that track uh monumental with jay cyanide who's another one of our homies um yeah you know people everyone like likes a lot of the different tracks so that's been cool too to hear people say like oh that you know that one was my favorite and but yeah this this the three singles we loved a lot and then i would say monumental and foolishness have also you know, like post the album coming out people have been talking about those i just want to shout out jay Sinard because oh, I, yeah. I hollered i hollered at him to say yo are you familiar with these guys because i can't find any contact info for them <laughs> and he's like yo just hit him on the dms i'm like all right don't hit him on the dms <laughs> Yeah, that's the homie, man. We, uh, we've not, I've been knowing him for more than 10 years now, so it's amazing what he's been doing in the last few years, too. He's been killing it. 
Most deaf. Most deaf. Well, yo, man, you guys are obviously killing it too. Do you have Thanks. any plans to to take the take it on live show anywhere? Any live shows coming yeah. up? Um, well, we have a New York release show planned for nice. July 25th at New Blue. Uh, we have a North Carolina release show uh, on July 15th. Sick. But uh, yeah, like let, help us get to Canada, bro. Uh, we've never done a show in Canada. Um, we want to do Canada. Uh, we're going to try to get out to L.A. We have a lot of friends in L.A. Do you, um, do you know anyone up here right now? Uh, I mean, and you know, honestly, uh, during the pandemic, I was on Twitch like every day, all day. And, uh, yeah. you know, I was sleeping. I did not realize how many amazing DJs there are in Canada. Uh, that was the number one. Like people asked me, like, what was the number one takeaway from the Twitch boom during the beginning of the pandemic? And I always say, yo, I had no idea there was so many amazing DJs in Canada. Shout out to... Um, John, uh, the homie DJ Ageless, um, I think Cut Corners, uh, Nina Mendoza. Yes. Um, uh, I'm, there's so many dope DJs from, from Canada. Um, there's more that I'm, ah, um, DJ Mensa. Hey, respect. So yeah, there's so many um, that they all were killing it, man. I was so surprised. Well, you know what? They were like the best DJs on Twitch were all the Canadian DJs, straight up. Oh, respect. Appreciate that. <laughs> for real, no, for real. Trust. That is, is completely appreciated by, by anyone up here. Most stuff. Not that I, I, I don't think I, I'm going out of pocket by speaking for them and saying that too. It was, it was like, I was like, oh, wow. Did you, did you do any streaming yourself? Yeah. Oh yeah, I did. I streamed super heavy uh, during the beginning. And then, um, you know, once New York kind of came back uh, with the in real life parties, like, you yeah. know, it became very enticing to get back into that. But, you know, honestly, like it was such, it was just a lot of work. Um, finishing up this album and, you know, everything from, you know, creating the production and the manufacturing of the tapes to the, the vinyl to just setting up all the releases and shooting all the music videos and doing all the artwork and taking all the photos and stuff. So I kind of had to put Twitch on the back burner, but now that the album is out, I definitely want to get back to spinning on Twitch because Twitch is one of the most amazing things ever. Yes. Facts. Definitely. Well, yo, man, I really want to thank you. Big up and respect to, to Charlie. He had to he had to tap out, but it's all gravy. I want you to know that the doors are always open when you've got something popping. We want to help you promote whatever you have popping because we like to help promote dope shit. Dope. Uh, yes. So I'm not gonna let the cat out of the bag, but there is a whole nother album of something. Ooh. There's a whole okay. nother album of something. Okay. That I think you guys are going to like as much as you like this. I have a feeling that y'all are really going to like this other thing that we've just finished up. So, all right. Uh, it's not going to be a couple of years or something before the next one. It's going to be coming very, very soon. So, just look out for that. I'm not going to tell you what it is yet, but you'll find out soon. Word up, word up. Yo, we'll help you push that, man. We'll help you push that for yeah, sure. Man. Thank you so much, yo. Oh, respect all day. And once again, 
Next time you've got something popping, we'll definitely get you back in here. All right? For sure. Please let everyone know how they can get the physical media that is available. Um, just go to charlietape.bandcamp.com. So C-H-R-L-I-E tape.bandcamp.com. We have vinyl and cassettes. Uh, you can buy them off there, and I'll be the one that ships them to you. So uh, I'll try mm -hmm. to make sure the package is nice and sturdy for you. Um, and we appreciate all the support, man. Thank you. Uh, all right. Be easy, man. Thank you.